Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys. Play to win, banksjones.com. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guests. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now to Dave Hooker. Ready. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me, let's get it rolling. Thanks for opening us up there, Jacob, because apparently I'm having voice issues. No, I'm good. Caleb Calhoun, there is a lot going on. As Nick Saban has some things to say about the state of college football, Shane Beamer uh, is trying to win our goofball award that actually went out yesterday. Eli Drinkwitz, the official winner, and the video exploded. So you guys think Drinkwitz is an absolute goofball. Uh, Ron Slay on a Friday. Slay Friday. We love that. Could Caitlin Clark, we talked so much about Caitlin Clark in the national media, could she start on the Lady Vols all-time team also a little bit later? We'll talk Tennessee basketball as well. Well, Caleb, how are you, sir? I am great. Happy Friday, Dave. It's the last Friday in February. It is the last Friday in February. So March the 1st is right around the corner. And it's got me thinking of a little bit of a little bit of spring football, which is right around the corner as well. And that will lead us to uh, today's ready for bikini season. You know, I got to get my body right. So I want to see that. I don't I don't want to see that at all. It is time for (laughs) four downs. It's brought to you by our good friends at Dynasty 
pools, and spas. Here we go right now. Four Downs brought to you by DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com. Good bikini season. Four Downs brought to you by Dynasty Spas, the most comfortable spas made in the United States of America, right here in East Tennessee. Drop in for the all-new showroom in Athens. Dynasty Spas, perfect for all four seasons. Four Downs presented by Off the Hook Sports. All right, let's go ahead and jump in there with First Down Coop. What do we do when it comes to... uh, the channel because we're hopping in the hot tub with you cooper mays here hit like and subscribe thank you very much all right so first down first down coop thank you sir so i set about coming up with a list of players that i thought were top tier players not named nico okay so this is not named nico this is everybody else but uh, of top tier players that need to have a big season this year for Tennessee to play at a championship level. I think we would all agree, Caleb, that if something happens to Nico, the season's pretty much a bust. But with the rest of the guys, I think you can look at them and you can say, hey, you might have a big day here. You might have a big day there. Uh, Let's continue uh, to grow. But I, I think when you talk about guys, let me ask you, how many guys are on this team that's first down? brought to you by dynasty pools and spas are irreplaceable and then i'll get to my column that is on the patreon um page dot patreon and will be on the website today so what do you got who is not replaceable whatsoever oh wait i need to hear cooper say first down oh you did say it did you not hear coop here first down all right who is should be in the nico category forget dave's stupid category the nico category irreplaceable so um is there well, one? You, Let me. I hate yes or no questions, but I'm going to ask you one. Is there one other than Nico? And we'll ask the message yes. that as well. Yes. Good morning and good afternoon whenever you're watching to everyone. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, there absolutely uh, There are a few, actually. Okay. Do you want me to give out my list uh, that is on the Patreon site and will be up uh, just a little bit later? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, on the Patreon site, I do not have that in front of me. Okay. But, um, so who is not replaceable? Okay, so uh, you just played his voice. Uh, I love hearing Cooper Mace's voice, so, you know. Um, Cooper Mace is absolutely irreplaceable. Here, first down. Yeah, he'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm saying you did just play his voice because I like hearing Cooper's voice, but he's irre- he's irreplaceable. He is probably the second most irreplaceable. Well, we'll get to that in a second, but he's one of the most irreplaceable players on the team. I think the guy starting next to Cooper Mace is irreplaceable, Javante Spragans. I also think... Lance Hurd and John Campbell Jr. are irreplaceable because I don't think there's any tackles that can back him up. So I pretty much think every confirmed starter on the offensive line is irreplaceable at this moment. I also think, I'm not so sure there's any receivers or tight ends or running backs that are irreplaceable. I will say that. I don't want to say James Pierce Jr. is irreplaceable because there are other good edge rushers, but when you're that talented, you're irreplaceable. Is that fair to say, Dave? Like, even if there's depth at a position, when someone's that good, they're irreplaceable. No, I agree. Uh, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. I want to move to the message board for just a second. Who is uh, irreplaceable for the balls? I say Nico only. I say Tennessee could still win a championship without um, without any player not named Nico. They could withstand the absence and still win a championship to any player not named Nico. Now, I do agree with you that there's not going to be another James Pierce just walk in the door. Uh, let's go second down, Coop. Cooper Mays here. Second down. All right, I have this question for you, Caleb. Second down. By the way, my list was Cooper Mays, Brew McCoy, James Pierce. I included in the others, so to speak, 
running back Dylan Sampson and receiver Squirrel White as uh, some key offensive players. Then I've got linebacker Arian Carter could take a next step. Out of all those names I mentioned that are in my column, who concerned you the most? Because somebody already posted on our uh, Hooker's Corner page that they worry about Sampson already. So second down is who concerns you more of the players I just mentioned, that second tier of elite players? Like who concerns me that they won't be as good as they should? Yes. Or off field or whatever. I mean, James Pierce does have the issue where he didn't listen to police. We just kind of glossed over that. Whatever it may be, transfer, not happy, whatever. Yeah, it's absolutely Dylan Sampson. It's absolutely Dylan Sampson. And um, because if he can't pick up pass pro, then it's just a waste of talent back there. Because when he touch when, when the ball is in his hands, is there a player you'd rather have the ball whose whose hands you'd rather have the ball in, Dave, on Tennessee no. than Dylan Sampson? I think Brew's gonna be in that category, but no, right now I'm with you. Well, Brew is the one who will he's a possession guy, but I don't think Brew just with the ball in his hands can do as much as Dylan Sampson can. I think he's gonna be able, I think he's gonna be able to truck some dudes. But you're right. I mean, I agree with you. To me, Brew's close because I like the physicality of it, but you're right. Samson's number one. There's no question. Yeah. Samson's number one. And, but you know, if he can't pick up, if he can't stop acting like air when someone is coming towards him, then you can't put him out on the field. So I think it's Dylan Samson. And I think it's going to be such a waste of talent if Dylan Samson doesn't pick that up, pick up pass hey, pro. Here's why it's not going to happen. You ready for third down? Yeah. Tennessee center Cooper Mays here. Third down. How much do contract years play into this? Um, James Pierce is on a contract year. He can go to the NFL next year. Whether it's NIL or NFL, these guys are going to get paid. Same thing for Dylan Sampson. I think he has always walked straight and narrow, but didn't pick up pass pro as well as he should have. Is not as bad, I've been told, as maybe it seems sometimes. But uh, that was this is a That's contract. ultimate gaslighting. If someone tells you that, that was well. Nevertheless, that was. But I think that clearly, uh, Sampson is the player who can can have the the biggest impact. The player I worry most about is probably Samson. Uh, I should go a different direction, disagree with you, but I can't do that. All right, what down? Coop? Wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. Okay. Go, go, go. So you were saying with third down, I uh, just oh, yeah. wanted to get back to it real quick. Um, you're saying third down. <laughs> no, no, you already said third down, but you're saying that Samson won't pick up pass pro. I was trying to get that part clear. What was your point on third, third down? No, I think he will. I think he realizes this is a contract year. And oh, we, you because it's to... a contract year. Yeah. Because it's the other thing year he could go to the NFL or get paid big time in NIL money, where that's a whole different game. Could could the other thing be true? Scouts are he's aware of how high how much scouts love him, so he's like, I'm not going to pick it up because I want to protect myself for the draft. I've only seen two or three times where a player actually regressed during his last year um, when they knew himself. they had NFL money at stake. And I don't want to call the guy out. Uh, pardon me, guys, but hit like if if you like decorum from time to time, he had some mental issues. Um, so during the season, he put on weight, but mostly, mostly those guys come back at least as good as they are, if not significantly better, just because another year in the program, right? Yes. Um, mostly. There's mostly. James Banks out there. Okay. I mean, there are plenty of guys out. Most well, James Banks threw away his entire career because he right. was if everything's, a, if everything's right from the head up, mostly they take a step. But, yeah, there's cause for concern. What down now, Coop? All SEC center Cooper Mays here. Fourth down. Who plays themselves into the top tier by next season? The next Nico tier is what we'll call it. I got it. 
Can I go first? I want to go first. I'm going defense. What about that? I'm going Boo Carter. I think he starts a strong safety, and I think he's a playmaker heading into the 2025 season. Heard nothing but good things during workouts. I think that uh, that's your guy who's going to be – we're going to be having the same conversation in a year about who needs to step up to win a championship, and Boo Carter's name is going to come up. So it's perfect that his first name is Boo because he's going to sneak up on people. Um, Dave, I, I want to disagree with you. I kind of agree with you with Boo Carter, but I, 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 what do I mean? Kind of, I fully agree with you with Boo Carter, but I'm going to try to go different just to try to add some variety to this. So I'm going to add another Carter from the state of Tennessee who plays defense. I want to say Arian Carter. I think with the new linebackers coach, who is a better linebackers coach, I think Arian Carter is going to fill that void that Aaron Beasley leaves. And I think he's going to turn into an all SEC caliber linebacker overnight. Great comparison on the message board that uh, said Samson reminds him of Jameer Gibbs. That's from Dylan um, two years ago. He's with the Lions. Now, I looked up Dylan, his size, because I thought that maybe Gibbs was significantly bigger than Samson. Does it surprise you that Jameer Gibbs is just 200 pounds? Doesn't he play bigger than 200 pounds? Plays a lot bigger than 200 pounds. That's actually kind of shocking. Um, I, was, I was shocked. I was starting. I knew he was a speedy player, but... I didn't think <laughs> I told y'all bikini season's getting ready. Um, but should we do a bet where if I lose uh Dave if Dave loses, he has to wear a bikini on the show, guys? Um if 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 you're comparing him to Jameer Gibbs, I think that there's a fair comparison there. Um uh, right now Samson is about 190 pounds. He needs to get up heavier around the two hundred range. And we've talked about pass pro more than you could possibly imagine. It's time for But today. you are right. Well, yeah, before we get there, I mean, you are right. Like, uh, pass pro with Dylan Sampson, I think maybe it is him being a little bit small. Because if you can get him to 200 pounds, you are right. He could pick up pass pro. Um, maybe he could pick it up better. I haven't ever seen any issues with Jameer Gibbs with pass pro. But I haven't studied it that hard. No, I would, I would hope not. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time for today's tough question. We do that right now. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right, today's tough question could be a what the H, too. Uh, but let's go ahead and make it today's tough question. We'll have what the H coming up, talking about Nick Saban, who just can't stop talking, even though he's not part of college football really anymore. I guess he sort of kind of is, but. Anyway, he's got his thoughts on college football. Also, Shane Beamer is a goofball. But let's start with today's tough question. And we were discussing this morning if Tennessee's players should be upset about getting $600. $600 is what they get from the new EA Sports game. I got no problem with that. Caleb had a big problem with that. What is what is your issue with them getting only $600? Oh, I actually don't have a problem with it. I think it's righteous, but I think if you are a Tennessee or you, your players, you should look out for yourself and not care about anybody else. And I think Tennessee had the leverage 
to demand a heck of a lot more money from EA Sports College Football 25. I do. I think they and their players should have set out and said, you can't use us until you triple that. Just for the heck of it. In an age of NIL, where Danny White has this fundraising goal, you got to find ways to raise money as much as possible. The school should have charged way more for their licensing fees than every other school. I'm sorry. You should have to pay more for, they should sit there and say, you should pay more for us than you're paying for James Madison. You okay. should. Here's here's where you got a problem and why people aren't going to agree with this take. Um, and I'm talking about people in power positions. Is This is the type of money that keeps everybody happy. This is the type of money that is not life-changing. We're talking about $600. We know that. $600 in a month. It's not life-changing, but it keeps the guys that don't play a lot happy. So I think it's important. to That's what Spire Sports does. There is a retainer that basically if you come to Tennessee, you're going to get a minimum amount. So I, I, I think that you take that amount and the player's happy getting $600 and gets to play um, play with himself on the game. That brings back a memory from SEC media days. By the way, who was uh, – just a quick break. Who was the running back from LSU? Really talented, light, agile. About Joseph Adai? Yes, it was Joseph Adai. And I said, what about uh, the Madden game? Have you played it yet? You're like an 89 on it. He goes, yeah, I love playing the game. It's just so fun when I play with myself. <laughs> it should have been a drop. I should have never let that go. It's 600 bucks. And Dylan brings up a point. I mean, $600 across every single FBS and some FCS, FCS athletes is a chunk of change. That is a chunk of change. I mean, Caleb, you're right philosophically, but here's where you're wrong. Pragmatically, you can't sit them out. What is Nico? What are you going to tell Nico? You got one guy who's already rich, okay? And Nico's rich. And he's going to say, I don't get to play with myself on the game. You've got another guy who, who's scrambling to go to Taco Bell, Arian Foster style. You're going to tell him he can't have $600? That's going to be a tough sell. I don't know if there's a middle-of-the-road guy, a player on Tennessee's roster, that goes, yeah, stick it to him. Let's get more. I think it's a really tough sell. What I think is more interesting, Caleb, feels like a union to me, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like this was collectively bargained on? It was absolutely collectively bargained on. So why but, can't we keep doing that into the future soon? Dave, you're mistaking what I think is philosophically right with what I think Tennessee. Hold on, hold on. I love, I, I just absolutely love how Caleb, instead of, he just got to point out what I'm wrong on. I was so right there, Caleb. You are mistaking what I think is philosophically right with what I think Tennessee should do. I don't think Tennessee should do what's philosophically right. That's my point. Yes, it's philosophically right that everybody get paid e equally. But Dave, my point is Tennessee, if you're Tennessee, do you look out for yourself or do you look out for the health of college football? Do you look out for yourself or what's philosophical? No, you look out for yourself. You look okay. out for yourself as a school. So here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. It is philosophically right what they did. I am totally fine with it. And people complaining that the players are underpaid on a philosophical level make no sense. I'm not complaining about it. I'm saying from Tennessee's perspective, they should say, screw what's philosophically right. Let's get more money. EA Sports College Football 25 can't do this without us. They need us. And they should hold out and demand more money. And in an age of NIL, when Danny White has a fundraising goal of $500 million, this is a way to get it. And it shows, by the way, in the height of this NIL lawsuit that Tennessee is filing, that they are backing their players even further. Because then, they, and I think, personally, I don't if you think hold out EA's... just backing their players at all. 
if they if they set out for more money, I don't think that that would at all. Um, I don't think that speaks to most players. I don't see that, Caleb. I think this. I think it could. I think they could have commanded twelve hundred for all their players. I think they should just do it for the heck of it and give a giant middle finger to everybody because they, by the way, not because it's right, but because they can. I think sometimes you should do what you can. I don't think it's, I I think when you are a big dog, like Tennessee is, you do what you can. You don't do what's right. And you look out for yourself and you don't care about anybody else. That's their business if they suck. And it's college football's business if they can't get it right. It's your business to maximize your own revenue. And who cares what it does to everybody else? Look out for yourself. No, that's a little too simplistic. I'm going to tell you why. It's Four Downs brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. Imagine having the best spas made right here in the United States of America in your backyard. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Their showroom is open in Athens right off the interstate. You can stop by and check out the best hot tubs and spas in the market. And then delivery, yes, they can do that. It's Knoxville or Chattanooga. They've got complete support, spa cover, and chemicals to keep your spa bubbling at its best. They also have pool chemicals as well. Dynasty Pools and Spas, amazing discounts for first responders, military, and even some blemish models. It can save you a ton, and no one will ever notice. Mention Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off. Mention Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off. Dynasty Pools and Spas. Go to DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com or stop by that showroom in Athens. DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com. Dynasty Pools and Spas. All right, so Caleb's saying that the players should sit on the streets and demand more money. Would you Would you like for them to picket? Should they have pickets with them? No, this isn't a protest. No, this is Danny White. I, I'm more talking about, by the way, you're just thinking from the player's perspective. You know, the school had to license their name too, right? They had to license their name and Neyland Stadium and all that. Esports had to pay for that. Right. I'm saying the school should have held out for more money. I'm saying the school, whatever the number was that got all 134 FBS schools in there, Tennessee should have gone there and said, hey, you want to use our name? You pay us double. Okay. And I'm saying that because do you think this college, do you think the video game could exist without Tennessee? It can't. No, they would do, and Dylan's pointed that out online, they would do NCAA 25 would have the Tennessee Orange team led by head coach, Coach DeFault. That's exactly what it would be. It would be awful and embarrassing. No, and then Tennessee like, sues. Wait, wait, then a Tennessee second, wait a second. Wait a second. Caleb, it's going to look like Tennessee doesn't have their stuff together if they were to do something like that. It's a crazy idea. Let's be honest. No, I don't. I think if they do that, Tennessee could easily sue and say, you're still basically using our name, image, and likeness, even though you're not, you're licensing our name, even though you're not officially licensing it. I think Tennessee would absolutely win that lawsuit in court. Okay. I am telling you guys right now, Danny White should have said F you to the NCAA and not the NCAA to the EA sports video game is that I want more money for my school. My school's worth more than Vanderbilt. So you should pay us more to be licensed and you pay Vanderbilt. Kalen was nice enough to pull this number up for, for us. A uh, huge chunk of money already at 600, roughly around $8.4 million for the players. I don't see how you can get to a philosophical. This is one of the things I've come across. There's no philosophical resolution. I, what you're saying philosophically makes sense. But what I'm saying in that you still get your $600, you get to play with yourself on the video game. is pretty cool. 
right? And let me ask you, if the Vols, everybody on the message board, just watch this and and listen to this. Even you, Travis, who says, I agree with Caleb, EA Sports made an absolute fortune off colleges and kids for a decade. Okay. But here's the thing that you have to remember is that Tennessee ultimately wants that exposure. They want Nico on that video game. Caleb, I would pay $600 for you to be the head coach of Tennessee right now on the video game. You don't have any duties other than I just get to use your name because it would promote what we do. Um, So I would pay $600, not have to get you paid $600. You would pay $600 too to be on that game. Okay, hold on. This is that, There's this a cool is, factor. Guests don't pay to go to the Howard Stern show. They don't. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I would pay that too because we we look. I'm just gonna keep it real. We would we need we would love the promotion. It would be good for us. Tennessee doesn't need the promotion. Tennessee doesn't need the promotion at all. Okay, Tennessee was a blue blood football program with a giant fan base before this video game ever existed 30 years ago. They were a blue blood when this thing wasn't in existence for 10 years and they were going through a decade of dysfunction. They're fine. By the way, I I, got to make this clear to you. I have to make this clear because you keep saying philosophically you agree. This is not a philosophical thought of mine. I don't philosophically think this is right. I just think they should do it. (laughs) Well, I don't have a problem with chaos. I enjoy chaos. That's always fine. I just... I'm an agent of chaos. At the at the end of the day, you would have players that would be unhappy. You would have coaches that, frankly, don't care, don't play the video game. You would have players that were unhappy. Well, the coaches aren't in the video game, by the way. That's something that they. I, I think they didn't want to pay the coaches because, like, you can't pay for Josh Heupel. Like, that's yeah. You just yeah. That that's one of the funny things about this game is the coaches aren't in it, probably because the coaches would have had to command more, but. Yeah, I I want to address the guys on the message board real quick. Are you excited about this video game? I I will be honest with you. I am because it hasn't been around. My son's 19 years old. It hasn't been around long enough, uh, Caleb, to for him to play it. And that's unfortunate. Um, So are you are you going to play it? Are you excited about it? I will be there the first day to buy it, download it, whatever you do. I probably am not going to play it because I will have a newborn and be working on this show while when this game comes because so I, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Okay, I probably am not going to have time to play this game um, as much as I want to. So Dylan, says I'm will be dealing with Dylan are you good? Because we need a representation of someone. We thought about doing this with my son playing my son. We would have him be Tennessee so that Tennessee w- would win. I would know. I know that would make you guys happier. Uh, and then I would play the other team. You think I have a chance to win one game? Basically, he's so much better than me. I have it all hanging on the Georgia game. It's weird uh, to look at it from perspective. I, I'll give you. I'll give you some. I'll actually give you something real quick because I thought I'm about this. I'm horrible at compared to him, Caleb. Don't say something that you can't back no, no, up. No, 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 no. I thought about this. There is one argument that the smaller schools could make that they're as valuable as the bigger schools. You know what it is? What is that? Dynasty mode. I mean, the dynasty mode, we always like to pick the crappiest school possible, didn't we? To try to rebuild it into a, a powerhouse. Who, who who did that back in the day? Who picked like Florida International as I did and tried to turn Florida International into a dynasty? Did you try to turn them into a dynasty? Oh, I successfully turned them into a dynasty. I was a three-time national champion at Florida International. And I forget which, at which um game, but you could switch conferences. And I got an ACC invite. Yeah, that's right. Because I was a heck of a coach at 
Florida International. Well, say goodbye to that free time because you've got about three more months of it. Uh, June, a big month for, is it July? Yeah, or? but right when the game comes out, I will have a newborn in June. So this this thing, I'm not going to have time to play the game. <laughs> right, we, will, we will have me taking on my son, whose initials are TD, so that's very appropriate. How about that? Nick Saban has his thoughts on college football, and I'm wondering why we have to listen. Also, Shane Beamer, a complete goofball. With Caleb Calhoun, I'm Dave Hooker, off the Sports. Sun, sand, and saltwater, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee ball collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co.? What's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, I gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's HOOKED. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Excuse me, Your Honor. Play to win, banksjones.com. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard! The Dave Hooker Show, Ooh. a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Depending on when you may be watching, happy Friday, happy Saturday, happy Sunday. We greatly appreciate your support of the program. Also, you can be a part of Hooker's Corner. That is a great way to get sneak peek early information on columns that we have. But the best thing about it is you get an opportunity to win prizes. That's right. We give away weekly prizes. Here's what we're giving away today. This is pretty cool. This is from our friends at Sports Treasures. Look at this. A University of Tennessee calendar. We'll be giving more, that away more to the screen. Dave, Dave, we didn't see it. Put it more on the screen. Oh, how about now? There we go. Okay. Sorry. So the, you like the calendar, though? I do like the calendar. It's backwards because you're ref- you have the reflection on. Ah, what if I do this? That doesn't do any better. This is a Karen from Mean Girls moment. You ever yeah. seen Mean Girls? I was joking. I know that. When she does the K. Uh, no, nah, yeah, I love that movie. I've actually got the DVD of that movie, which I recently- you have DVDs. I do. Uh, I found out for my unpacking that I actually had them. Uh, so join uh, Hooker's Corner, and you can receive weekly prizes. Just nine dollars. 
98 cents a month. And we certainly appreciate the support. And on that site, you'll be able to get recruited information, audio video that we don't have elsewhere. That interview with Brew McCoy, for instance, will be up on Saturday since we won't be on until Sunday. We're going to have an exclusive interview with Brew McCoy, who's going to be at Sports Treasures. For those of you in the Knoxville area, that's in North Knoxville. should be about one o'clock that you should be there. So I would highly encourage you to uh, check it out. Can we pull up Hooker's Corner, the uh, our Patreon page, and show everybody how they can get on board with that? And we want to get Absolutely. to this day in Tennessee sports history as well. And um, I want to go ahead and get into this. We can Here is our uh, Patreon page, so be sure and check it out. Join today. We'd love to have you as part of the program. It allows me the opportunity to interact, and Caleb as well, to interact a lot more with fans like we like to do. So join now. And now it's time for... What the H? What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. Shane Beamer trying to act cool. What did Shane Beamer do? Is he hip? Is he is he a cool cat? What the H brought to you today by our friends at Apex Apparel. What do you got on Shane Beamer? So, um... How many of you guys uh, are familiar with the rapper Plies? None. A big fan of late You're going to have to move right past this part. Uh, oh, man, he had a great song with Neo called Busted Baby. Oh, just romantic. Just one of the most romantic songs. You guys should listen to it. Okay. <laughs> I'm um, so, Plies tweeted at Don Staley and the women's basketball program saying he wants to get on, on the recruiting trail with them. And then he's put in parentheses only if it's legal. He's jokingly said, I want to do a couple of house visits with the staff when they go into the homes, yada, yada, yada. Kind of just being, you know, funny. Um, Shane Beamer decided, and I'm just going to, can, can I just share the tweet just to show how ridiculous and pathetic it is? Yes. Portions and, of the program brought to you by the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products, HempHouseChatWithTwoTees.com, HempHouseChatWithTwoTees.com. So is this the tweet in question? It is yes. very, there we go. It's very blurry. He, can you zoom in on that? Yes, I, I can. Um, I can't read it at all. Sorry, I will zoom in. Uh, let's see. Okay, How's read this? that to me. Okay, he tweets out, can we talk about football too, Plies? We okay, play, so he's we, tweeting we, this to the rapper, Plies. So he's trying to make himself... Finish, finish reading it, sorry. Yes, I actually have no problem with that. Fine, you want to use plies? Fine. And then he says, we play your music at practice plenty. And then he goes, my man Xavier Leggett got me right. What? Okay, well, let's... Why do coaches try to talk like they're players? Yeah, and then he responds with Dear Don Staley and Gamecock Women and Basketball. No, 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 that's not a response. That's not a response. That's a retweet, excuse me. Yeah, no, but Xavier Uh, Xavier Leggett responds. Plies. Plies is probably not even on his own Twitter account. He has, what, a bajillion followers? Uh, Not sure, actually. Plies did retweet Shane Beamer, to be fair. Um, Actually, I'm, yeah. Okay, do do any of us think that Shane Beamer isn't a goofball. I mean, like I could actually have gotten on board with all like working with the rappers and everything like that. I can't, I can't get on board with him saying my man, Xavier Leggett got me right. Shane Beamer does not talk like that. There was a, there was a 1000% chance. That's not how Shane Beamer talks, right? No, I had a, I had a very similar situation. A guy went to college and came back and talked different. Yes. It's 
lame. It's lame. It's as lame as we stand on business, Josh. Okay. Again, these are phrases that are too young for even me to say. Okay. Particularly someone like Shane Beamer. It is so lame when someone tries to talk like they're players. It's just the corniest thing. Yeah. And why is he, and he's kind of, it's kind of, I, I, it's kind of thirsty and desperate too, a little bit, isn't it? Thirsty and desperate. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like he is trying, I mean, it's so goofy that he's trying to act so hip. By the way, we talked about this yesterday. I think Josh Heupel is somewhat hip. I don't think he would ever talk like that with his players. Do you? No, I I think he's somewhat hip. I mean, what what do you define as hip? I don't even know. I think think he's in touch with like what his players like, his players, the way his players talk and and the slang that's used and stuff like that. But I don't think Josh Heupel would ever use it because he knows his age. He knows he's a 40-something-year-old man, and it's weird if he tries to talk like him. I think Shane Shane Beamer is trying to be like, oh, I'm so cool. You know, you want to hear me talk like this? And... I, I, I'm sorry. It's just so goofy when coaches do it. It's so cringeworthy. And quite honestly, there, there's an old George Carlin standup uh, where George Carlin said it. Because there is like a – I hate to say there's a race component to it, but Dion doesn't sound as lame when he says it as Shane Beamer does. Is that unfair? Uh, no, that's fair. Uh, Smoky Mountain Red said, I bet he gets on TikTok and researches hip sayings. He probably does. Okay. We're at – we covered the SEC and, and Tennessee. We're kind of on the outside looking in. But if I'm South Carolina fan, do I like this? I think if you're a South Carolina fan, you're excited that Plies is wanting to recruit for South Carolina. But like, I'm, I'm just trying. Like Plies was cool in 2008 to 2012. I don't know if any recruits today are listening to Plies. Honestly, no. Yeah. So it's not hip, first of all. But I guess my Bigger question, does this help them in recruiting? Is it something that you would want your head coach to do? I mean, it seems way outside of Josh Heupel's comfort zone, but if he did something like this, Tennessee fans would be like, yay, go get Plies to be on the sideline and rap. Third down for not. Okay, I don't think they would mind the Plies. I would be fine with the Plies rapping. I would have. I personally would have a problem if Josh Heupel tried to talk like that. Look, I had a problem with Bruce Pearl painted his chest. I'm sorry. Every Tennessee fan thought that was cool. I thought that was weird and lame, honestly. 47, 48-year-old men should not be taking their shirts off and painting their chest. Okay? <laughs> this shot my drivers across the bow. Says it beats quoting Mean Girls and the Taylor Swift love. Hey, Travis. Don't get defensive. Don't get defensive. Wow. Okay. Okay. Just, okay. wow. Mean Girls is a great movie. Mean Girls is an amazing movie. Like it is one of the greatest movies of all time, guys. Okay. But now there's a third, there's a third option though, Caleb, either this helps in recruiting. It does, doesn't help at all. Makes you look goofy or there's somewhere in the middle. Is that where this is, this Beamer thing? Does it actually help them bring in prospects for visits or for whatever? I don't, I don't, I mean, I I don't think it does, but also I don't think, and it's funny because I actually disagreed with Fred, White talking about it one time. I disagreed on the idea that Deion Sanders bringing in Lil Wayne helps recruit kids. I mean, Lil Wayne again is he's outdated to these to to high school recruits now. Like that's old. He's fallen off. Yeah, you're and, you're going to kill yourself if you try to keep up with what's hip, cool, and 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 a hip hop world. I mean, it changes every two or three years. It it was kind of like Jay Z would hang around for a while, 
but now it seems like guys are there and gone in two or three years. I, I it's hard for well, me Jay-Z. not. To, it's hard for me not to want things to work out for Shane Beamer because he's a nice guy. I just have trouble seeing things work out at South Carolina for Shane Beamer. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, he's cheesy and catchy with the media, and I always find that a little weird. I mean, I just I think he had. I th- I think he had a very lucky month in November in 2022 that basically saved his job or else he'd already be out of there, wouldn't he? Probably. I mean, and by the way, we can talk about the sign ceiling with Michigan and how that may have affected Tennessee and Clemson in the, in those games. Yeah, it's, it's very, and look, I, I, I'm going to be fair. And Dave, you're probably this way. We're all this way. Like, if Nick Saban does that, we're giving him a pass because he's Nick Saban. We are being a little harder on him because he's Shane Beamer and he hasn't had any success. Yeah, I don't think but... Nick Saban would ever do that. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. So I mean, it's like saying if, if Caleb murdered somebody, he wouldn't look the same. I don't think Caleb would ever murder somebody. Right. So, no, that, you're right. You are right. So, it, it, it's, I mean, it's just a little weird with. Shane Bieber. And yeah, it, it's kind of like with Eli Drinkwitz. I think it's kind of lame when Eli Drinkwitz does it. And I know Eli Drinkwitz actually had a good season last year, but it's like, these are real goofballs. And it's funny. I'm giving Lane Kiffin more of a pass when he does it, because I think Lane Kiffin's actually just smarter than those two guys. But yeah, I, funny enough, the George Carlin stand up what he said, and it was hilarious. He said, he said the thing that bothers him the most are like white guys over the age of 10 who wear their hat backwards. And uh, I took that personally because I wear my hat backwards. But um it's the purpose, it doesn't shade the sun, but that's I don't care for another day. But he he jokingly said he said, Now, if you're black because black people are cooler, you can keep wearing it backwards, but once you start collecting social security, you got to turn it around too. <laughs> and, I've always heard the one don't wear a jersey of somebody younger than you. I've, I've heard oh, that. that's I never wear it. Yeah, I actually ways to be hip and, and ways not. Um, and Shane Beamer is finding the ways not with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The guy that's probably not the hippest guy at the table is Nick Saban. He told Chris Lowe, quote, if my voice can bring about some meaningful change, I want to help any way I can because I love the players and I love college football. What we now, uh, what we have now is not college football, not college football as we know it. You hear somebody use the word student athlete. That doesn't exist. I want to see the players have a great quality of life and be able to create value for themselves. But we've gone to nobody talking about education, nobody talking about creating value for their future to talking only about how much money can I make while I'm in college football? Is Nick Saban right? First, before we get to his possible motivation for saying such things, is Nick Saban right in what he said? I think he's absolutely right. I just think he's hypocritical because he didn't care about any of this stuff when he was coaching. Okay, but let's let's unpack this one piece at a time. Okay. With, with what he said, what we have now is not college football not college football as we know it. We are at the point where kids aren't going to class where they don't really care 
And who's going to come down on them? And let's face it, you could always wax up academics and make it look okay. But I think he is right. Now, let's get to the motivation part of it. And then I want to get to why you think he's hypocritical, because I'm not following you there. But the motivation of it, do you believe it's altruistic? Do you believe that he is he really wants to help college football or does he just want to continue to be relevant? I think he really wants to help college football. I do, too. <coughs> and I, people are not going to like that on our message board, but I really think he does. I think so, too. Now, and here's the here's the here's what he's really saying. And this is one something we have to talk about with NIL. I'm for NIL. I've been very radically in favor of it, Dave. You know that. And I know you're for NIL. I want the players to make everything they can. Without guardrails, here's what's going to happen. And this is the truth. Um, and guys, you guys should follow College Football Nerds Twitter account. A lot of people, Tennessee fans are upset with them because they haven't been on the right side with the Tennessee lawsuit recently, the NIL investigation. But they actually make a good point on this. NIL, the way it's going, is not going to look out for athletes. Because, Dave, let's think about this. How many college football athletes would you say actually have monetary value to their name that's an interesting question okay i would say um well i'll tell you here's the definition starter mm -hmm. don't get in trouble and can speak well for us was the big one that was the third in cooper and jacob i don't know that that matters if you put joe milton on the side of a billboard for a roofing company that hasn't returned my calls but anyway um so I would say roughly about 30 to 40% have value. And I'm not talking big Nico value. That's only like 5%. Exactly. So 30 to 40%. So that means 60% of college football athletes don't have NIL value. And I agree with you. We're talking, how many players is that? We're talking like in the thousands, aren't we? I mean, we're talking in the, in, in the tens of thousands, maybe. Okay, I'm not good at do, math. Let's do quick math. 125 schools. Uh, there are about 100 say, players to a team. Well, I was just going to say the 30 players that matter. I'm trying to figure out what you're getting at. So you have 30 players on the team, um, 120 teams. So that's 3,600 guys getting paid. Is that what you're looking for? Is that the number you're trying to find? Sorry, okay, there's there there are there are 15,167 athletes in Division One. We could roughly say that uh, 6,000 of them have NIL value. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. 6,000, 9,000 have no NIL value whatsoever year in and year out. If, if you're, if your whole thing is looking out for the players, NIL unfettered the way it is, doesn't look out for the majority of players. It actually leaves them worse off. Doesn't it? Because that 9,000, that, that college football scholarship is worth more than their NIL value, quite honestly. That college football degree is worth more than their NIL value. So what you're really going to do, if you keep, if you leave this thing unfettered, you will help the top. You All you're really doing is helping the players who are already going to make millions in the NFL, and you're leaving everybody else behind. And that I think, is what I think, I think Saban's worried about. I think it comes down to parenting. I, I really do. I think if you if you think that your long-term answer to life is sports, <clears throat> then you're probably going to be incorrect because it's such a small percentage. So I think do the kids go to school just to play football or do they go to school to also get an education? I know that's been devalued, but it's still significant. I mean, if you have a degree from the University of Tennessee, it allows you to get in the door to a lot of jobs that you wouldn't otherwise have, right, Caleb? 
Exactly. Exactly. But that's, I don't see that's, players see that at all, which is unfortunate. And no student loan debt, which man, I would love. So oh, yeah, yeah. And and look, but that's yeah, exactly. So, but Dave, what's going to happen if? Here's what's going to happen if NIL happen, goes the way it goes. You're going to see the top 20, 20. You talked about this. You're going to see fewer and fewer schools that can afford this NIL and all the players going to those schools. And then the rest of the sport is totally left behind. And there's no opportunities for those players if you leave it unfettered. So basically year in and year out opportunities for, as we agree, 9,000 kids are just gone. They're gone. They're out the door. If we don't somehow um, regulate this going down the road. Now I'm not calling for what Tommy Tuberville did because that was BS what he tried to do. Can, can I ask you this? Are you would you be okay with a young man saying I'm majoring in football? And so he doesn't have to go to classes. He can just go practice. He can just go lift weights. He can do all that to get better in football. But he is not a student athlete. Now, there's a that's a monumental shift in in a sport that has used the term student athlete for about a hundred years. Would you be okay with that? Curious if you'd go that far, just Caleb Calhoun, if he was in charge. Yes, on one condition. If that player could come back at any time after football in his and uh, for free and get a degree and it's some and something else. I'm okay with that too. But and that's listen, but that's my that's my that's my one caveat to it. Well, and you want to know who actually <coughs> mastered what a lot of these guys are doing now was Peyton Manning. He took very few classes his last year at Tennessee because he had already graduated. So there's a lot of players right now that are basically majoring in football too. I mean, we talked to Cooper on a regular basis and yeah, I mean, it's a chance to focus on football. Um, you might take a little bit more classes in the spring than the summer, but listen, if football was just a degree, I've got no problem with it. <laughs> Me says Cordero Patterson did that may have, um, but I'm fine with the guys walking around and being representatives of the university. They don't have to go to class to be a good representative of the university. Right. No, I agree. By the way, remember Derek Dooley's suggestion that they should be able to pull scholarships for players who don't perform? Remember when he called for that? Well, it was that was the dumbest thing ever because they do that. Yeah. Scholarships, so, they just don't tell anybody about it. What I was uh, – so I want to get to why I think Nick Saban's hypocritical on this real quick. Okay. Nick Saban's talk is about protecting the nine. I told like what I've told you, what he's saying is about protecting the 9,000 athletes that are not, that have no NIL value. I think he won. And then that, by the way, 9,000, that doesn't even include division two athletes and division three athletes. And you know, those athletes, he wants to protect the value of all of those other players. And he wants to protect their future and make sure that the opportunity is available for them. Did he really care about that when he was recruiting at Alabama? Was he really looking out for the 9,000 players that have no NIL value when you're loading up on five stars all over the place? And by the way, you're sending players to prep school because you oversigned and lied to players when you oversigned? I'm going to put a huge, massive target on myself. Okay, so message board have at me. Just rip to no end. But I think if the NCAA had 100 Nick Sabans, they'd be in much better shape. I think he is one of the few that really, really care about the health of the sport. Now, I also think he's very scared. And I think when when you go through something like this, which is a massive shift from being a head coach at Alabama to retired, I think he wants to be around and keep that connection. I don't think it'll last. I don't think he'll keep that connection, but I think he wants that connection because I think he's scared. But at the end of the day, I think Nick Saban was good for college football, so I'm not going to tell him to get away. 
it would be really nice if he had a satellite office in Tuscaloosa that wasn't at the university and he could work for the SEC, but I don't make those decisions. I'm with you. I wish, by the way, if this, if this whole, uh, super conference forums, Dave, I don't think it's crazy that Nick Saban wouldn't be in the running for commissioner. No, quite honestly, do that. I would. Oh, I think he would. I think he wants to be involved that much with the sport. Um, and I think he'd be better than Greg Sinke. I know you and I disagree on that, but even though Greg Sinke and Nick Saban, they, they, I still think they're the same person, but that's a different story because I've never seen them in the room together and they talk very similar. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, no I, guys, have you ever seen Greg Sinke and Nick Saban in the same room together? Okay. It's Clark Kent puts on the glasses and he's Greg Sankey takes them off. He's Nick Saban. So, but the only thing I would say, well, well there's a few things I would say, but I'm with you. I think Nick Saban, what he's doing now was about the health of the sport. And I think he's right. My problem, Dave, is that he, his tactics on the recruiting trail for Alabama contradicted what he's saying now. What tactics? I mean, to me, he's the cleanest. The oversigning. Well, I, but that, that came at a time where kids didn't qualify a lot. I mean, there were six kids that wouldn't qualify every single year. He purposely he there were no there were scholarship limits and he would oversign and then tell the players they need to go to prep school because I oversigned. He did that on purpose. Like he would it, it that was wait, that wait, was wait. Well, I, I I don't doubt that he did that, but did the kid know beforehand? Do you think Saban told him there's a chance that I'll oversign and you won't be able to go you won't, and I'll and I'll have to force you to prep school? Yes. Do you think Nick Saban told him that? Yes. I do. I think he is incredibly forthright. I think he told Jalen Hurd that you're a defensive end, and that's why he crossed Alabama off his list. Yeah, I do think he is. Now, Kalen's saying Saban is only clean on paper. Truth isn't clean. I'm not saying he's a saint, but compared to some of the other dudes that I've covered, my goodness, he is right up there. Okay. Do I think he looks like the upper 10% of dudes? In terms of coaches, Nick Saban probably looks out for his players more than most coaches, I could say. I, I'll give you that. I really do think that. Um, I mean, he's the – he's the top. 10 years from now, too, Caleb. When they need a call to get a job, he would be there to make that call. I believe you on that. I do. And Nick Saban, he, he stuck his neck out for athletes when it wasn't cool to stick your neck out for athletes who get in trouble. Remember the 90s, Dave, when you covered and there was the whole, like, every athlete when he commits a crime should be kicked off the team. Remember all of that? Yes. And Nick Saban was probably one of the first to like former would just quietly keep a player. Nick Saban would go public and say, and openly defend players he kept on the team. He would, and he'd stand in front of the media to do it. So I'm going to give him credit, but I can't pretend that he, I think Nick Saban's recruiting philosophy at Alabama contradicts what he's saying now, even though what he's saying now is right. And I would love him to be the commissioner of college football. If it happened. I don't think he wants to work that hard, but I don't think Bill Hancock worked that hard. I don't even know what Bill Hancock did before he was the director of the college football playoff. He just showed up at an SEC media day. So I was like, I'm Bill Hancock, executive director of the college football playoff. And I said, well, that sounds good. I guess I'll interview you. We just met. I've been coming to SEC media days for 20 years, but that's all right. Uh, It's time for this day in Tennessee sports history the university of tennessee as a matter of fact and it's brought to you by our friends we're represented by banks and jones banks and jones well it's because they're tennessee's trial attorney you can play to win with banks and jones because they'll go to trial 
You've heard of other lawyers. They say they'll go to trial and fight for you. They won't. They just want to settle. That's the easiest way out. Well, that's not Banks and Jones, led by T. Scott Jones. They won't settle. They'll go to trial for you. Tennessee's trial attorney. They play to win. Truly, Tennessee's trial attorney when it comes to criminal defense or personal injury. Why settle? Banks and Jones. T. Scott Jones. Banksandjones.com. All righty, Caleb Calhoun. This day in Tennessee sports history. We're talking a little bit of hoops. Is that right? That is correct. Uh, Arguably the greatest day in Tennessee basketball history for the regular season, which was um, 16 years ago today. Number two, Tennessee beat number one Memphis at the FedEx Forum and probably the most electric the state has ever been. Honestly, do you remember the electricity of that of the state? When oh, that was yeah. Happening? yeah. I, I actually almost finagled that into covering it, but I couldn't stand the guy covering it for the new scent all the time. But yes, no, I remember I wanted to, to cover that game and I'm not about I'm a football guy. You know that. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no, no. You could you could feel it through the TV. I don't know if, if you were there or not, but it just it was like college football and Tennessee took the sports stage. Was the Super Bowl even going on that week? Did we even care? It was just like everything stopped. Yeah, it was like, and it was for a college basketball regular season game. And by the way, <laughs> we never I was, we never say that. I was at Tennessee. I'm from Memphis. All of my friends were going to the game. They couldn't get me tickets. I couldn't get tickets. Wow. It was, it was, I mean, they were, they were running into thousands for a regular season college basketball game. It was the most electric ever. Tennessee beats Memphis that day, 66 to 62 to secure their first number one ranking ever. Two days later, uh, the, the key to the game was, uh, for those who don't remember John Cal, it was Bruce Pearl versus John Calipari, which made it better. The Tigers went eight of 17 from the free throw line. Derek Rose went three of six on free throws. Dave, what percentage do you think is higher? Derek Rose's free throw percentage or the percentage of times he passed the SAT on attempts? <laughs> awful. This is awful to say. How about Ron Slay uh, Friday with Ron? We've got to come up with a better name for that. It's a sleigh ride coming up next. It'll be Ron Slay joining us, brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas with Caleb Callion and Dave Hooker off Folk Sports. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment with a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. We believe every day is a good day to be thirsty. With free samples on draft and lots of flavors to choose from, Tennessee Cider Company prepares a hard cider that's easy to enjoy. 
Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. The area of Gatlinburg has so much to offer, and so does Tennessee Cider Company. Add us to your list for shopping and fun experiences. You'll be glad you made the trip. Find our cidery in the Mountain Mall on the Gatlinburg Parkway. Sip smart. Sip the good stuff. Sip Tennessee Cider Company. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys. Play to win, banksjones.com. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show, Ooh. a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. Message board's pretty active, just talking about players getting paid and not. So you guys just go at it. We'll visit with Ron Slay here momentarily. Perfect segue from our This Day in Tennessee Sports History, which um, was Tennessee and Memphis playing number one versus number two. If that's the biggest regular season game for Tennessee basketball, I, I can't even think of what was second or as a big regular season basketball game. I can't either. That's the only regular season basketball. Um, maybe 2006 Tennessee basketball, Florida, where the fans stormed the court when Florida was undefeated and Bruce Pearl like really hyped up the fans beforehand. That was a pretty big one, but um. Yeah, it's really hard to think. I, I mean, Dave, I have a hard time finding a regular season football game that was as electric as that Saturday in basketball. And that's rare. Maybe. What's the most electric Tennessee football regular season game you covered? I would say 2001 Tennessee, Florida, because of December, the water, just the 9-11 attacks. It moved to December. It was a top five matchup for number two. I felt like that was the watershed moment of the rivalry. Um, but I don't know, 98 Tennessee, Florida, I'm sure was pretty electric there too. So, um, yeah, I mean, either one of those would be the two craziest ones I've covered for sure. I mean, I could go with either one of those. Caleb, as far as Tennessee, for those that don't know, Caleb is from Memphis. Tennessee recruiting in Memphis from a basketball perspective, how doable is that? Should they own that area? We know that with football, it's goofy. Should they own the area which is good in basketball? Should they rent the – I mean, should they have a part of it? What should they be able to do there? You can get a player out of Memphis. You can't own the area. The Tigers have a culture steeped in history um, that they build their programs off local talent. That This dates back to the Larry Finch days. And for those who don't know, it was um, this all started when um, Memphis got segregated really badly racially after the Martin Luther King assassination. And it was really, really bad time. And Larry Finch... Uh, superstar from orange mound a lot of black leaders encouraged him to not go to memphis and he chose to go to memphis to kind of unify the city and that's kind of been a thing for the city ever since so you can get one player out of there every now and then but you you can't own that area you shouldn't even try well the guy that we should ask about it because um he joins right now is ron slay ron how are you sir i'm good guys what's going on how's it rocking this morning we're rocking and rolling, talking some hoops. I like uh, the shirt there. Can we put that on my merch shop and you can make the money on it? We'll just send it to hey, you. Hey, sounds good to me, baby. Yeah, it's, it's, all, about the, it's all about the fulfillment, right? He doesn't have a business to put it in the back. Uh, we were just talking about the uh, Tennessee-Memphis game, the one versus two that was 16 years ago today. That was the most electric basketball, and I covered you guys, and you guys were electric, but that was the most electric basketball game I'd ever 
scene. And I'm just curious what you remember about that game. Dude, I remember the buildup. The yeah. buildup was bananas. Like, I, I I remember being overseas and, like, dog, like, is I knew I knew the I knew the aura that the and, and the atmosphere that Cal was gonna bring, but Bruce to be able to match that so quickly, you know what I mean? That was that was dope. And then for them to understand that they made it all about Tennessee. Like it was it was actually split down the middle. Probably a little bit more Rocky Top, more than Memphis, you know what I mean? And that might be my bias. But man, when you look at player for player, like Dude, they had guys on their team. We had guys on our team, and it was it lived up to the building. I think that was the most impressive thing. Um, it was back and forth, and man, when when Chris Lofton went on and nailed them free throws, Tyler Smith with the shot, but when Chris Lofton nailed those free throws, man, it was like, yeah, we got him. And we always want bragging rights over Memphis anyway. But I was overseas, man, and going bananas when that happened. No doubt about it. Uh... Ron's appearance brought to you in part by our friends at Dynasty Pools and Spas. Imagine having the best spas made right here in the U.S. in your backyard. Well, they're here. They've got the awesome showroom in Athens, and they can deliver it to you. You mentioned Off the Hook Sports. Off the Hook Sports, get $500 off your next spa. They bring you Ron Slay today. And, uh, Ron, I did want to get your uh, quick football take before we talk basketball because Caleb's going to take you in a direction I didn't foresee. Oh, yeah, I know. Don't, don't get scared. But first, our full question today, other than Nico, who's the most important player for a championship this season? Cooper, Brew, Dylan Sampson, or other? Oh, oh. Uh, golly, I'm going to have to go with the entire offensive line, man. I think this it comes down to them. The entire exactly offensive line. Exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, you get you got because you don't get to see the the style of offense that Hyper wants to play without them being able to hold their blocks for at least three seconds. If you get two and a half, that's cool, but you got to let Nico be able to operate out there and get the ball to guys in space. And yeah, you 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 need that O line. The O line got to be intact, man. No, very true. All right, Caleb, you've got an interesting direction to go, so uh, take off. Yeah, Ron, we're going to talk about men's basketball in a minute, but I want to have a little fun with women's basketball for a second. And Does that sound weird at all, does it, Ron? <laughs> no, I well, love it. <laughs> you know, I respect what Caitlin Clark's doing. She's balling out. She's playing amazing. Could she start? Could she even start on the all-time Lady Vols team? No. Ouch. All right, so who are we starting over her? Let's, let's, let's go ahead and go down. We obviously got... Candace and Shamika. Yeah, Candace and Shamika. Then you got to throw Tamika in there as well. Um, Tamika catches in there. Um, you got to – let me think. Um, Bridget Gordon. You putting Bridget Gordon in there too. This is the tallest team, Ron, you have ever yeah. had. Bridget Gordon, Candace yeah, Parker. And, and You're just going to post up everybody. Everybody can handle the rock. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a good, the good thing. Everybody can handle the rock. And, I, man, that, honestly, at the point guard spot, man, you got to – there's so many different ones you can throw in there, man. I honestly, to run the team, I like Kara Lawson right there. Um, I also like – I like Ace when she first came in. Ace Clement when she first came in was dynamic. Samika Randall, you got to – you can throw her right there. You can throw um, – golly, uh, I know I'm forgetting some people. Boy, they're going to be on me too, boy. They're going to be on me about this. Um, it's hard. You got, it's all hard. The, you got all the way to Ace Clement. So you're, you're probably – of the mindset that there are 
20 players who would start ahead of Caitlin Clark on the no, I just said I just said about 10. 10. I just said about 10. Yeah, I ain't gonna go also, there. I ain't gonna go that far. We can go really far back. The three-point line wasn't a thing when she played, but Holly Warlick, from my understanding, was an elite shooter Holly when she played true. in the 70s. Yeah, I, I heard the same thing. And I, I I didn't get to lay eyes on her, you know what I'm saying, and watch film, but man, I, I heard Holly was the truth as well. So yeah, that is it's man, Nikki McCray. Yeah, ain't you're no, right. Nikki McCray. No, as a bust about it, Nikki McCray is one. Um, golly, I'm telling you, the list can go on and on, man. Like Caitlin is. Hey, listen. Now, I don't want to take nothing back or take nothing away from him, but when it comes to shooting the ball, it may not be anyone um, in her caliber. But it's it's other facets of the game that I think you got to bring to it. And when you're talking about going up against it, you got to be able to stop somebody as well. So. Um, I love the way our team's built around her, but I, I got about 10, 10 in later balls. But you're right, and this is why she won't win a national championship because she can't really stop anybody. It's kind of her problem. And you said yes. that, Caleb. She can't play defense? Is that? Oh, wow. I saw, I saw, for those in the audio platform, I saw a raised eyebrow. You know that whole, that whole like waving off the South Carolina shooter last year? Yeah. Like, everybody thought that was so cool. I'm like, Caitlin, you guarding her wouldn't have made much of a difference anyway because, like, you're not much of a defender. That, 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 and and you, you see exactly what – that's why, see, a lot of people didn't see that game and watch the, the the small details of that game to understand why LSU was talking the way they were talking in that game when they when they faced Iowa. It was because of the way she was talking to um, South Carolina. Like, you're not going to be able to play us like that. You Don't guard us if you want to. And it's going to be a problem. Yeah. It turned out to be a problem. And, okay, so let's go even – to the other one, could she start on the all-time UConn team? Hell no. We just stay. <laughs> we just stay with the guards. Like I, I gave you all kind of slashers and everything for UT. The Lady Vols, man. It no. We just talking about the guards alone. She, she might not crack crack the top five with the guards. Yeah, you're right. Because UConn guards. has always been more guard driven. That's true. And yeah, more yeah. Driven. Heck yeah. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> so <Man>. okay. If, <laughs> So Ron's going for the giant team at, for the Lady Vols. He wants like he wants the four six four players that can just post everybody up. I'm going. I'm definitely going Candace Parker and Shimika Holskull. That's top two above everybody else in the history mm-hmm. of the Lady Vols program. Mm-hmm. I would agree with Tamika Ketchings. Um, I think she, you know, unfortunately she had a couple of injuries when she played at Tennessee. Um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would agree there. I would have – you're right. I would probably have Carol Lawson running the point. By the way, Carol Lawson could shoot. No. Clark. Let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> let, let it fly. Hey, um, hey, so I'm with you. Ron, let me ask you about a bizarre situation before we break down Tennessee's basketball team. With Eli Drinkwitz, the football coach, supposedly looking over at the basketball team and saying – Y'all aren't that great or something. <laughs> you ain't that tough. He, he ain't that tough or fast or something. He's he's a goofball. We, he won our goofball competition yesterday. Uh, hands down, he wins it by like 70%. He's beating Lane Kiffin, Ron. <laughs> that's tough. That's crazy. What's the craziest thing that somebody's said to you either from this? Because I also saw Kevin Durant got called the B word. I saw that. And he stopped and talked to him. Yeah. I couldn't hear what was said. But you can hear – it's different from football. You can hear stuff. Yeah, if you're close enough, you can hear stuff on the basketball court. What's the craziest thing you ever heard or has said to you? Uh, um, let me think. 
What's PG for um, our audience? Um, I got no FCC here. <laughs> I'm trying to think, man. Let me see Arkansas. But I think Nolan Richardson would would be the first one to come to mind, man. Nolan Richardson had Joe, Joe Johnson had me isoed on the wing, and um, I'm standing right in front of Nolan Richardson in the defensive stands, and Joe was kind of playing with the ball. And wait, wait Nolan's he's he's the coach then, or I know Nolan. No, Nolan's the coach. Okay, because he was with oh, the I university. You were coaches. I thought you were talking about coaches. So oh no, no, no. I was talking about I, it, it can be oh, anybody. Wait, no, I want to hear the Nolan story now. I now want to hear Ron's gotta hear tell them. the Nolan story because so, Nolan so, got some good ones. Joe was playing with the ball, man, and um Nolan Richardson looked down and was like, Hey man, take that explicit word. And I looked and I froze and kind of looked up at him like, dog, you just yeah, like I ain't standing. <laughs> and when I looked back down, Joe was going baseline and threw up some kind of wild shot and hit it. It was like, I told you, he can't stop me. I'm like, hey, man. No, that, and all in my mind, I'm thinking like, dog, what kind of confidence do you have to have if your coach is telling you on the during the play, take that fool? You're like, it's like, what? I'm like, dang, I, my, my, the ultra green light, my confidence would be through the roof. I'd shoot any kind of shot um, known to man if that was the case. But it's been some it's been some wild things, man. Pittsburgh was kind of wild when we went to Pittsburgh my freshman year. That got kind of wild. It might be my sophomore year, one or two. Um, that was wild. That crowd. I don't remember what they were saying, but they were part of the reason that we went on and blasted Pittsburgh because we. I think we came. It was an early morning game, probably like twelve or one, and on a Saturday they they had um they were kind of. They were kind of hyped up, you know, and they had a really good team. And we went into Pittsburgh in their old arena, and we were kind of sluggish a little bit. Came out in warm-ups, and the crowd was talking crazy. Man, we put it on them, thanks to the crowd. So I'm all, I'm always one to, you know, kind of listen to the crowd, and hopefully they give me some kind of ammunition to go and hype my guys up and hype myself up to go and get going. Did anybody ever offend you? And you didn't go – obviously, you didn't go up into the stands, but did anybody <laughs> ever offend you to the point where you're like – and I'm still a grown man. You're still a an adult. Probably, probably. I, I just I can't remember verbatim, but uh, it, it's a guarantee. My whole thing was, I cool. I'm just gonna take it out on your guys. Like you should leave me alone because I'm gonna leave your guys alone until we game get going. But if you hype me up early, then Florida, Florida was vicious. Going down to to Florida, they said so much stuff. I don't remember it. Like I had to block it out. Like they. That's one of the only fan bases I can I can say that probably at that time when they were really rolling that could get to you. Them okay, Arkansas. don't act like y'all didn't do some shady stuff to Florida too. Remember Matt Walsh? Okay, I remember yeah. the Matt Walsh girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's part of it. I, I think our fan base is right up there with the best of them. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about Ball Nation, I'm just saying ones that I could think of. I, I it, Now, it was some games, like you said, that I would be, uh, we'd be warming up, and I'd be like, "Dang, listen to our fans, dog. They going in on these dudes." So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a couple, man. It's a couple yeah, well, too bad Nolan couldn't teach uh, Joe Johnson how to perform in the playoffs. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did I go there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, the thing about Caleb is he keeps receipts on everybody. Even yes. though he, doesn't, he doesn't have like his, his uh, he can just throw it out there. He it, was one of the most efficient shooters in the NBA. I would consider him. A, I actually considered him cusp top five in terms of talent. And then the playoffs would come, 
and his true shooting percentage would just collapse. Yeah, it's tough, man. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> tough. ISO Joe, baby. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Let's talk about the balls for a second. Let's turn it to Missouri. It wasn't an incredible showing by Tennessee, but you got to win games uh, ugly, especially on the road. I consider that a very quality win. I do too. That's that's my whole thing coming from, especially going down the stretch of games. And when you play a team like Missouri that hasn't won a game all season long, and you're playing them at their their place, like they're gonna give you their best shot. Whether it's ugly, um, how they can muck up the game, whatever it has to be done, they're gonna do to try to win uh, that game. So um, I thought it was a, a gutsy win. Like those are games that I think in the past you would see not only Tennessee but a team not overlooking them, but you walk in there, man, you drop that game. You know, when especially if you're shooting the way you are, the game started like the first six minutes, might have been two baskets. It was like, come on, man, get it going, get it going. And so that's why I give credit to that crowd. And, and I give credit to Tennessee being able to respond to the crowd. If it was Eli that was poking fun at guys, good. I, I'm so glad you did that um, because you awoke the sleeping giant. You know, Dalton Connect got going. And how you lose, I, this is the wildest thing to me. I, don't, I cannot understand how you lose these these guys like Mark Sears, Dalton Connect. Like, how do you leave these guys open? That, that's amazing to me. So I appreciate them gutting that win out and also in the fashion of being able to go down, down low and when things aren't falling outside, pivot and say, we're going to make this an inside game, even though they got seven-footers and Toby <laughs> Walker answering the, answering the bell, Jonas, they do answering the bell. I thought Mayshack and Ganey um, – were undervalued in that game because when Zakai got in foul trouble, Tennessee actually didn't miss a beat as far as running the offense, pressuring the ball. Ganey did a great job and Mayshek as well. So salute to both of them guys. Guys being ready. I think that showed what it was. You gave your bench an opportunity and they were ready to step up to the challenge. Caleb, so, before you get your next bas- basketball question in, shout out from the message board. I like listening to Ron. Who does? Hey, He's on uh, – He's, he's on the afternoons. What are you? I get confused with the time slot again because the time change. Three, three to, to six central. Yeah, three, three to six central. And then we got a bonus hour at seven. So you can go back and listen to um, a little highlights of the show. Right, the after party. Perfect. Tommy, y'all play 83 six before it goes in? <laughs> hey, guess what? We, we did play a little bit of three six the other day. So yeah. Oh, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> That's old school oh. right there, Caleb. You don't know nothing about that. The stark realization. Are you kidding? Ron, not- <laughs> I was in sixth grade when Sipping on Some Dessert came out, and I played that out. I played when the smoke clears more than anybody oh, wow. you know. Wow, um, um, you were a menace, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, getting to talking about the game the other night, uh, do you think was this a one-off because of just the mismatches they have, or do you think Rick Barnes was experimenting and that he might he might choose to play big down the stretch at times a little more with Adu and Awaka? No, I think this is I think this is what Tennessee's team is. We went into the season talking about depth, and you look at all of the 
styles of players they played in the non-conference. This is why it's important to bolster your non-conference schedule because you're going to play different styles and you need to be able to adjust on the fly. It may not be the game that you're going in, but you may have to adjust during the game like they had to and know that you have an advantage. Um, so I, I think it's, it's going to call um, for just to have a close eye. Guys, the, the staff on the bench has to notice things and know who's ready to roll. And sometimes it's going to be. It's going to be a physical matchup, and you got to go out and match it. I thought it was a good test getting ready to go in this Texas A&M game where you're going to have to play physical, not only with the bigs down low playing two bigs every now and then, but also guys like Josiah. Um, it's going to have to be a wake-up call for him. Like, you have to get down there. You can't just hang out around the three offensively or defensively defending guys. you got to get in there and mix it up with some elbows and things of that nature to be able to have an impact. So I think it's going to um, it's gonna bode well for Tennessee moving forward because they can play. They can go small. We've seen them go small with Joe side to five. Not not because they wanted to, but they had to because of foul trouble. But if you when, when you can when you can do that, I think you're you're in a good spot, man, because it's no there's nothing that can be thrown at Tennessee that they haven't seen. You know what I'm saying? From small lineups to big lineups and be able to try to counter those. Yeah, so looking at that going forward. I mean, look, me and you have both lambasted Barnes for not for not playing his bench enough during the right. season. I can't blame him for the Tuesday game because they were so sluggish. He kind of had to play his yeah. starters to get out <laughs> with the win. But do you think he finally realized that? Do you think he finally realized he's criminally underused Toby Awaka? <laughs> yeah, to an extent. Um, the only pushback I give you is a dude was playing so good during stretches, like four or five game stretches. It was almost like. Man, we can't take him out because you, when you when you got a hot hand like that, especially with a guy gaining confidence, it'll be different if they do as a guy that he's played like just the last year, um, and he's feeding off of the last year. You still trying to really feed him confidence, you know what I'm saying? And um, you know, give him pats on the back, like, see, this is what we need. This is what we need from you. This is what we need to see. And you can't do that by you know when when he when he's having 12 point eight, 12 points, eight rebounds. And you pull them in 28 minutes. You know what I'm saying? It's better to let them build on that. Let them get 34 minutes and get that mug to 18 and and 12. You know what I'm saying? That that that's different when you go in and watch the film. Um, and I think a good thing, a luxury that he has with Toby. Toby's always ready. <laughs> like I've we've yet to see Toby get in the game and say, "Now, Toby." Your energy wasn't right there, Toby. You didn't go to the boards, Toby. You wasn't really finishing right. It was. Like, dude is always ready to go. So that's a luxury to be able to throw him in five to six minutes. Or you look back and you say, man, we need you to go 18 to 24 minutes this game. And he'd be able to pull it out. So I think, man, with, with the way a do is, would I like to see a walker in more? Yes. Um, but I think a walker has time. Toby has time. And I, I, I like the building of Jonas a do um, for his confidence because we see, like, in these – Top tier teams, if you were to make a long run in the final four, I mean, in the uh, in, in NCAA tournament, you're going to be playing against these teams with real bigs like Baycott, Dickerson, um, Balo out in Arizona, Eddie, you know what I mean, for Purdue. Like, the list goes to UConn. They got too big. So you're going to need him to have an impact on the game and be confident enough to get out there, which was good to see him confident enough to start shooting. I was sick. I was not sick and tired, but. Tired of seeing him miss that left-hand hook. But he, he got back to himself um, in this Missouri game, so that was good to see. How many point guards would you take in the nation over Sakai Ziegler? Zero. 
Pretty strong. Zero. I'm with hot takes today. Zero. On both ends of the floor. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking his I'm taking his his two minute laps that he has every game too. Um when when he turns the ball over or dribbles too much or has a heat check. Give me that too. You know what I'm saying? I just think, man, what he does, um, you can't put a price on it. From from ball pressure to like imagine late in games when it's two minutes left and you're you're up four and you're not trying to stall, but you start to all of a sudden have a press. Like the best thing for every and Dalton was Dalton was bad with this in the Missouri game. The best thing with this when people are pressing gives the cat a ball and move everybody get out the way. Like I love Dalton Connect showing that he can handle the ball and you know it's one on one, but when the trap comes, kind of gets still dribbles high a little bit. It's no pressing Zakai. Zakai's like a globe trotter out there, and he doesn't lose the ball during those pressure times. So I love that. I think his passing is undervalued. I think his 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 setups are tremendous for a dude. Um, also for jo- uh, Josiah when he's in the dunker spot, like I, man, I love this man's game. I I love his game and the way he's improved his shot making from the outside. That you have to 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 um. You have to honor him at the three-point line. It's second to none. I I I love him. I love him. Like I I love. There's some point guards out there that can go, but on both ends, for the amount of time that he plays, give me Zakai all day long. Ron, I want to dive into Dalton Connect for for just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think he gets drafted in the NBA? Is he a top five, top ten, first round? If you had to put like a generality on it, what would it be? I'm going to have to be honest, man. And I, I've been trying to pull myself back from saying this and just trying to find little small parts of his game that I can poke at. And that man might be lottery, man. I think so, too. I think the man is lottery. And it's, it's just weird because, like, our lottery picks sneak in like a Marcus Hayslip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a Julian Phillips. It's, it's, like, it's, it's guys like that we don't really see, like Jaden Springer. And, and it, like, it's guys like we might not see. Like, we're seeing this. <laughs> like, we're really seeing how good this guy is on all three levels. And it's not um, it's not in, in it's it's not in little blasts here and there. It's over the whole course of the game. Like, you can you can literally watch each game and say, okay, I'm gonna watch four minutes right here and see how he gets going. Man, the man drives to the basket, takes contacts, and finishes. The man posts up. Goes base, uh, goes middle, fade away over his over his man. The man gets it at the three point line. Hesitation dribble, pull up. He comes off curls, no dribble shot. He comes down the floor at the trailer spot, and like he plays pick and roll. The man does everything that the NBA asks for at this level right now. It's amazing. Can't get her, just can't get better breakdown than that. Uh, Ron, what do you make of of the weekend? A uh, and M. Big weekend, big weekend. A and M needs it so bad, so bad. I think they they walking into a situation though where you you're going against UT and they got to circle. Like I said, this from that loss, um, knowing the matchups that were going to take place. You had Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Missouri. All of these were supposed to be a ramp up for this game, um, and then also to lead into this five game, four game stretch after this um, with Auburn. Um, Alabama and whoever else it is. I forgot that fast, but uh, Kentucky and somebody else. But 
you got this circle on the calendar, and it starts with this one right here. You couldn't wait to get to this mark if you're a player to get some get back at home, set the tone for this stretch run, getting ready to go in the SEC tournament. And you still have everything in your grips as far as going to go and get this SEC championship regular season. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Ron, give me a number between 1 and 48. 35. 35. So 35. Uh, Steven, you're our winner. Of, check this hey! out. I can get you one of these, too. It's It won't be reversed. Ron, does that help? That's better. That was much better. I told Dave he's basically Karen from Mean Girls. Remember Mean Girls when Karen puts the K on in the mirror? Steven can thank Ron Slay for the calendar, and that puts you in the drawing. Everybody's in the drawing that's on Hooker's Corner, our Patreon group for. You like the name Hooker's Corner? That's, that, that's one hell of a name. Everybody should know, man. You always, involving me, you always, always need to be 35. Oh yeah, that's right. It's yeah, your, yeah that's pretty stupid. All right, well, Loki, thirty-five should hang from the rafters. <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't say that. You said that. Absolutely. <laughs> and we'll have the um, uh, Hendon Hooker helmet uh, autograph to give away Beautiful. next week for the month. Great stuff, Ron. We appreciate, it, buddy. No doubt. See you guys, man. Thanks, Ron. So, have a good one, Ron. feel free to join uh, Hooker's Corner and be a part of the crew. The interaction has been simply awesome. So congratulations uh, to our winner this week. Who do we say one? We said Stephen, correct? Stephen, he wins. I will inform you of your winnings and I will get you a calendar. And then everybody is in the drawing. There's no semifinalist or anything like that for the monthly prize, which is going to be mega. And this time it's a mini helmet autograph by Hendon Hooker. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend, everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.